Welcome to the NPL Sunday Night Show, powered by the Brisbane Football Review. Hosted by Scott Owen. Well, firstly, what a surprise Adam goes through a game at Morton Bay. And Adam Pace. I was gonna say, I was actually gonna say, yep, that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Let's let's go have this one. Your weekly NPL recap starts now. Welcome to all the NPLs on the show here on the Brisbane Football Review. This is Scott Adam as usual. Adam, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it's a good good weekend of football with Indigenous Round where uh, we acknowledge the contribution of the uh, First Nations people. I know there's plenty of uh, ceremonies and, and uh, sort of acknowledgements across the uh, ground. So well done to all clubs as well as the clubs that were wearing uh, the uh, special NAIDOC jerseys. I think that they look very resplendent across the league. Absolutely. We'll get into all the on-field action. We might as well start with those all because right, some of the kits that did come out this week are not only do they look fantastic, but the meaning and the symbolism behind them. There's some absolutely fantastic stories to be told, and it's great that football is now starting to tell the story of its Indigenous history. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, by, by last count, I think there was a 24 different clubs across the state that actually wore uh, the special commemorative native kits. And uh, yeah, look, congratulations, especially to the kit makers. I know Vito Sports have been doing it for a long time. Uh, KPI Sports and uh, Statewide Sports also as well getting involved. And it seems to be getting bigger and bigger every year. And I, I guess it's very it's a very popular thing, but also as well a very, very, very important uh, celebration on the um, on the Queensland football calendar. That is for sure. Congratulations to all the clubs who got involved in that. And one club who did get involved in that to transition to our NPL men's coverage. It was Morton Bay United. And they played in the NPL men's competition this evening against Brisbane City, coming over the 2-1 winners in round 17 at Spence Buckles over Brisbane City. Kai Bolton gave Brisbane City the lead, lead in this game before goals from Lyndon Fire and Rio Ono gave Morton Bay what is a crucial three points for them as they extend their unbeaten run to five games, Adam. Yes, it's a uh, a very important win for Morton Bay United, and I, I think that they, it reflected in um, so sort of the celebrations uh, after the game. I think uh, five, as I said, five games unbeaten now, and they have put themselves right back in the finals picture after a very slow start. They most certainly have, and we'll hear from Roy Brown in a minute. But you're right; they did start off quite slowly, but they've run a form in the last few weeks. They've gone really well, haven't they? I mean, they beat Gold Coast United two weeks ago now. I think it was sixth in that game, and that was a game against another team challenging for a top four spot. So a result here, backing that up against Brisbane City, is a, a huge three points from there. You're right, that was certainly one of the, the biggest celebrations I've heard this season. Yeah, it's been, and it's been tough for most sides as well this week. Uh, obviously, uh, again, a disruptive preparation in 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 the MPL men. That only only one game was played last week. So so for a team like Morton Bay, who you know had a great win um, over Gold Coast United, they they needed to sort of carry the momentum. The uh, the two week break. Yeah, it could have it could have sort of you know ended fairly badly for them. But you know, it was a good fight back against a Brisbane City side that you know I think that like they they played. They played pretty well, I think, for in, in balance. But I, it, again, it was the opportunity. It was a great goal by um, by Rio Ono that sealed the three points. And that's what Rio Ono does like Morton Bay. So it just adds that little bit touch of quality to the to the workmanlike side that Morton Bay are. But in terms of you know, Brisbane City, they do they did defend really well once again. They did they seem to be deploying a very similar approach, which worked quite well from against Lions in the Cup and then Olympic in their last league fixture and. It started off quite well. I did take the lead in this game through Kyle Walton, as I said. And the one difference between those two games and this game was that Morton Bay 
hit back pretty much straight away. Didn't give Brisbane City the chance to really settle into having that lead. They were pegged back almost immediately. They, they were, and that's that. You're right. That has been the difference. Where Olympics of you know they scraped home, and it was a, it was only two in the game two weeks ago where Costa Saros for Olympic was able to find a way with three minutes to go. Uh, but the difference here was that Lyndon Farr was able to equalise within six minutes of Kai Bolton's go-ahead goal, and, and nice it really was well. yeah. Um, look, all look all three goals were quality. Uh, quality goals. I think it just shows how tight this game was, that this game came down to a game of taking opportunities and even uh, that Brisbane City could have potentially had an equaliser with the last uh, touch of the game if uh, Sam Simtawara's header at the uh, at the near post uh, didn't strike the post. It hit the outside the post, didn't it? It did, yes. Yeah. So they were that close to Brisbane City getting and equalised in the end, it was Morton Bay. You know, he took the three points from this game. And let's, after the game, we caught up with the head coach of Morton Bay, Boris Brown. That's what we had. So let's hear what he had to say after his second with a 2-1 win on Sunday night over Brisbane City. And we'll be back right after this. John Boy, very happy coach of Morton Bay United. Boris Brown, the Royce 2-1 winners here. Late winning, must be really happy with the win, first and foremost. Yeah, definitely. Look, to come away from City and, and grind out and get three points on this pitch, mate, it was like an ice skating ring today. So it was well done. And this is a fifth straight game with... Fifth game, fifth straight game without a defeat. You must be really happy with the way the side's playing at the moment. Yeah, look, for us, it's consistency. We've finally had the same back five, you know. Um, our goalkeeper's just on fire at the moment, and the back four are doing really, really well, led by, you know, high press from Lyndon and Rio. So it's crazy. You've moved up towards the edges of the top four. Is that the target for the remainder of the season now? Yeah, look, um, I think the break of the this, this season's been hard for us. You know, every time we get consistency, the, we get a break. Um, so I think now if we can actually string a few games together, I'm hoping that the confidence will kick the boys on to push for top four. You've got a lot of um, games coming up as well in terms of catch-up games and all the rest. Is that going to make things difficult in terms of um, trying to balance the squad around or is it going to stick with what you have? No, to be honest, we've actually got a really good balance at the moment. We've got a real group, a good group of boys. Tommy Alton didn't play tonight and has been starting the last three games. And Sammy Knight coming in did a really good job. You know, Emran's sitting there and we brought Steve Snaith in as well now. So it's a good balance. And so how important is the game against Gold Coast Knights this week in terms of the context of trying to close the gap on the top four? Yeah, definitely. Look, um, you know, at the end of the day, we've got, I think it's eight games left, you know, and if we go and win at least six of them, even seven or eight, you know what I mean? We're, we're going to be knocking on the door there. So whether it's Gold Coast Knights, we're going to beat. If they get in the top four, we're all going to beat them. So bring it on. Congratulations on the win and good luck. Thanks very much. And thank you to Royce once again there for his time out there at Spencer Park this evening. And we'll move on to the rest of round 17. And we'll start with the game which you covered on Friday night. For us, it was at the Brisbane Roar Academy travelling to AJ Kelly Park, taking on Peninsula Power. It was a 2-1 win for the Power. Goals from Brenton Fox and Sam Cronin. Fernando Nash got a goal back for the Roar. He continues his rich vein of form for them. It's unfortunately not quite enough once again for the Roar, Adam. Yeah, look, this is a, this is a fairly workmanlike performance by Peninsula Power. I think it was, it was a case of... Uh, they they were they were really in the box seat uh, from one, once Brenton Fox put them ahead, but uh, with this said, I think the, the golf between two teams on the ladder probably wasn't as reflective. So I think uh, the raw after they went behind, they they did threaten to 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 come back and they they really sort of had a flurry late in the first half and again and again sort of you know when after Sam Crown put Tunnel up and I think the goal was actually sort of quite deserved for for um sort of for their endeavour, but I think. Again, it was just probably a little too late for him. And, um, yeah, look, potential power take all three points. But you, you can tell that, you know, compared to maybe, you know, 
three or four rounds ago that Brisbane that Brisbane Raw Academy are improving, you know, as a side. And obviously, you know, there seems to be a transition stage where, you know, obviously with the A League uh, season about to commence, or at least the preseason part of it goes, that you know they're sort of settled on a much younger squad. But you can already see that, you know, that, that this next crop of players are at least, you know. They, they they seem to be improving sort of the gameplay in inside and Fernando Nash obviously is is the is the one standout for him. He's got five goals now for season young Fernando Nash making a massive impact in his early stages of his NPL career. But with Peninsula Power, this is probably the first time I've had a chance to really see them play in the league since the appointment of Rick Coglin. Do you notice anything different in the way they go about their business or is it still very much similar Peninsula Power to what we saw on Aaron Phillip? I think I think it's it's uh very, it's very, very similar. Um, obviously, sort of, um, it's yeah. There doesn't seem too much. Obviously, they're they're playing, they're playing it sort of that the three, three at the back, or you know, sometimes it goes to a four. Um, that uh, that Hayden McHenry does does seem to get very, you know, get a long way forward as well, getting more in attack. But I think the big, the big nice difference is going to be um, for their fortune. It's going to be, you know, how Sam Cronin goes. Um, like he, like I said, he, he's an absolute game changer for, for um, Pitcher Power, especially with the departure of Ante Poliak. And uh, yeah, look, if, if he can, if he can stay fit more importantly and, uh, and keep on form, he, he's going to, he's going to keep power right in this, in both the premiership and, you know, come finals time. We know what a fantastic player he is. He can certainly do that, Sam Cronin, if he can stay on the field. Moving on to some of the other games played on Saturday afternoon, starting off down at John Fredericks Park. Gold Coast United 3-0 winners over Capella by goals from Justin Mackay, Ryan, Riley Thompson-King and Blake Thompson in that one. And it, it, it's a it's one of those games where you might expect Gold Coast United to pick up the points, but they still have to go there and do the job. And it seems like a pretty professional performance there from, from Great Pittick's side. Yeah, um... Again, I think the Gold Coast United important three points from the perspective of actually getting the three points. I think uh, I think on paper that they're always they will beat Capalabar, but again, yeah, we we just said a couple of weeks ago about their um, you know dropping points to sides that you know are near the bottom. So I think it's actually go to go out and get the three points. I think that's a, a very important step for Gold Coast United, and that's leave them in fifth place and you know well within striking distance of the top four. They most certainly are, and they're close close by to their near neighbours, Gold Coast Knights, on the table. And they had a 5 on win at home on Saturday evening down at a Croatian Sports Centre. Two goals for Mirza Maratovic, two for Ante Poliak, one for Max Brown. Marcus Worthington got a goal back for the Wanderers in this one. But it's, it's just a, a case where the, the home side teams seem to dominate this fixture, Adam. And once again, Gold Coast get the better of the Wanderers down there on the Glitter Strip. Yeah, uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers record down at the Croatia Sports Centre is not very good. To, and that's been that's been very, very, very kind. They get they seem to you know slip you know four or five goals every time they're down there. So um, yeah, it seems more the same. I think this might be um, it might be a bit of a uh, a blow as far as their finals hopes go because I think while they they they're sort of you know. Staying in games and you know picking up points, you know regularly. I think, and I think this goes for all teams that try and challenge for the top four at the moment. They've got to get start taking points or even getting wins against the top four. Yeah, in fairness, Gold Coast Knights when they do travel to Budrum, the record is pretty much the exact opposite where they can't seem to get a result either. And with the Wanderers, they certainly haven't lost too many games, but they've just drawn way too many to to see them as a realistic top four chance at the moment. Maybe they can go on a run. We'll have to wait and see. With the games on Sunday, 
We'll start off at Canubia Park, a 4-1 win for Olympic over Logan Lightning. A hat-trick in the first half from Shannon Brady, as well as Zach Kierpel gave Olympic a 4-0 lead at the break. Jacob Fullett got a goal back in the second half, and it seems like it was a, a case of a bit of revenge, Adam, from Olympic dished out after the, the cup exit a, a month or so ago. Yeah, I think uh, it's exercised a few demons uh, from that from that game Olymp- Olympic, uh, and they, they did it. Uh, it seems like they did all the business in the first half. They most certainly did, not it was a very comfortable win in the end for them. The final game, Old Round was out there at Lions Stadium, the defending champions, 3-2 winners over Eastern Suburbs. Two goals from the Golden Boot leader, Alex Fechner, one from Andy Pangeli. Godfrey Billy and Alex Simmons got on the score sheet. New signing Louis Fenton was on the bench for Lions. Adam, it's a, it's a pretty good result actually at home for Lions. We know that East can be dangerous with a lot of their attacking talent. It's, it looks like they gave, gave Lions a pretty good game of it. Yeah, I think there might have been a few anxious moments late in the game after Alex Simmons made three two. That whether East could go you know, could you know steal a point at uh, at the gold line, but it uh, looks like that Lions have hung on and they extend their margin at the top of the um of the league. They do looking at the table. They are six points clear of Olympic FC on thirty six points, but Olympics thirty. Olympic do have one game in hand. However, they could close that gap. So Lions thirty six. Olympic 30, Peninsula Power 29, Gold Coast Knights 26, Gold Coast United 23, Morton Bay United 21, Sunshine Coast Wanderers 19, East 18, Logan 13, Brisbane City 12, Roar Academy 9, and Capalaba at the bottom of the table on three points. So you, so you think, Adam, that the, um, the finals race is basically where Morton Bay are in sixth position? Yes, I, that's why I, I think in Morton Bay only stay in the race as far as you know they can they can convert some of those uh, games in hand into wins. I think uh, I think they're at the moment they're sort of on walking the tightrope as far as the um, as their finals hopes go. But um, like I said, while they've got games in hand, they're there as good a chance as any. Some very important catch-up games for a couple of sides just outside the top four, no doubt about that. Now, we normally jump into our NPL women's coverage at this point. However, we've decided to change up a little bit this weekend because we ventured out to Trailwood Park at Mitchelton for the first time. Freedra was actually getting out there to Trailwood Park for the Round 17 FQPL1 clash between Mitchelton and Magpies Crusades, which was a 5-1 win for Mitchelton. We'll get to that in a moment, but first of all, it was great to get out at Mitchelton, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I don't know what's kept us for so long there. It was a really enjoyable night over at uh, Taralba Park, and, and I don't think we'll leave it for this for that long to uh, get out there again. It was a really good night. It most certainly was. Northern Field was a great night for Mitchell as well, a 5-1 win over Magpie says As I mentioned, two goals from Ben Holiday, two from Alex Sartori, one from Kaylin Crawford gave them the win there. And that one, Jalen Ballarizzo got a goal back for the nine-man Magpies contest with their goalkeeper sent off, as well as Jalen Salam at the end of the game. And it was a bit of a tough night for Magpies, wasn't it? Yeah, it sort of all went, uh, all went pear-shaped when Ethan Reid uh, got sent off. And to make matters worse, uh, Magpies Crusaders are one of those clubs uh, that have that sort of go with a all-outfielder bench, which mean that, uh, that Jaden Bell was the uh, unlucky man to to deputise in goal. So, so and look, to, to be honest, uh, he, he, I, and I know that at the end of the day, it was it was 1-0 when, uh, when Reed got sent off. So uh, Jaden Bell's conceded four, but yeah, he made some, made some all right saves. For, for, a, um, for a non-specialist goalkeeper, he acquitted himself okay. 
we'll get to that in just a moment. But we'll talk about Mitchelton <laughs> first and foremost because for them, this was a massive three points, wasn't it? I mean, with their position on the table, we know they've been playing some really good football, not quite able to capitalise on that and take pick up the points that they probably deserve. And this was a pretty, this was a really important three points for them against the Magpies side, as you point out, were are a very strong team in this league. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's momentum at the moment. Uh, the the table position may be a little bit embellished by the fact that they are they are sort of they play the least amount of games in in the league at the moment. So uh, they make them actually three three games behind uh, the rest. They're two and one on another on other clubs. So if they can convert their um, they, they catch up games into points. Uh, they certainly it's going, the predicament's going to look a lot better for them, but an important win. And I think as well defensively, which has been their Achilles heel for a while now, uh, that they were they were able to only concede one goal. And that one goal from Jaden Bellarezzo was a very, very good goal. It was a very good strike, no doubt about that. Not much they could do about that one. Mitchell, now after game, we caught up with the head coach, Daniel Panisi. I thought he had to say, after I picked up a crucial 3.51 over Magpies Crusaders, and we'll be back right after this. I'm talking with the coach of Mitchell and Daniel Panisci. Daniel, 5-1 winners here over Magpies Crusaders. A very important home win for you. Definitely. Yeah, really, really important home win. We've uh, we set our target. We've got eight games to go, and it's like a mini Champions League now, so that's one down and seven to go. Um, you controlled the game quite well when they went down to 10. That was really pleasing for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. The boys are starting to get confident in what we're trying to do. Um, we've adjusted things a little bit, so, yeah, we definitely um, they stuck to the stuck to their guns and did well. Um, yeah, absolutely. And the um, results elsewhere meant that you've moved off the ball on the table. That must be really pleasing for you in that battle to try and stay in the second division? Yeah, I only just heard that, to be honest. We, we uh, If I'm blatantly honest, we're not looking at anyone else's results. Our destiny's in our hands, but that does help, yeah. Um, you've got a lot of games in hand. How disruptive has it been this year to have such infrequent games oh, with the disruptions to the rest of it? never come across anything like this in my life, Between the, particularly our club, between the floods and coming back and then COVID and this and that. It's, it's unlike any year we've seen, but games in hand uh, certainly will help us, hopefully. So you've got a number of games played before the end of the year. I think starting with South Side Eagles midweek. Looking forward to that matchup. We are. Yeah, yeah, we are. They're a great side. They've battled really well. Uh, very, very tough to break down, but it's never been anything between us. So we're looking forward to it. Fantastic win and good luck in that game. Beautiful. Week. Thank you. And thank you to Daniel once again for his time out there on Saturday night after the game at Tarawa Park. We'll look at the rest of round 17 in the FQPL1. Adam, starting off with a two-all draw between the South Side Eagles and Brisbane Strikers. On Friday night, Rosedale Rovers picked up a 92nd-minute winner over Ripswich Nice to win the game by four goals to three. Redlands United four, Caboolture one, I beg your pardon. And the final game of the round, Sunshine Coast Fire one, Southwest Queensland Thunder nil. We'll go back to that game on Friday night, Adam. Brisbane Strikers led the game by two goals to one, and unfortunately for them, weren't able to see the game out. And that probably almost means that given the other results of the weekend, their promotion chances are looking very, very slim. Yeah, I think it's the promote for uh, promotion. I think it's a, it's a basically the two sides that are running one and two are running away for us. So I think that 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 part of the um, I guess the proceedings this season for FQPL one may be coming to an abrupt end. I think that uh, Rochelle and Redland seem to have yeah you know, have the absolute mortgage on that at the moment. But as far as uh, finals football goes, uh, the 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 water could not be muddier at the moment. And even uh, Sunshine Coast Fires win uh, 
this afternoon over Southwest Queensland Thunder on the road in Toowoomba. That's all of a sudden thrown them right in the mix as well. But uh, going back to the game on Friday night, a couple of red cards as well in that game. But uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's a big two points dropped by um, strikers and probably um, a, a good one point gained by Southside Eagles. Who, who, you know, if we if we expect that, you know, Mitchell and Ipswich Knights, who are both seem to be playing, you know, very very good football at the moment, are going to start making a run. Uh, to, I think you know, Southside Eagles will be looking over their shoulder very, very quickly, especially once a lot of those games are caught up. Most certainly about that. No doubt about that. But I want to focus on those two teams at the top you talked about. Roadstyle Rovers and Redlands. They are kicking well and terrific. They'll go through the table shortly. But Redlands doing a very professional job getting the points that they need week in, week out to finish in the top four, top two. But Roadstyle Rovers, these are the sorts of games, three all at home. These are the sorts of games where they would drop points in the years past. And for them to be able to get the winner in this game, that feels like a really significant moment for them, not just in terms of the league this year, but in terms of their their quest to get into the NPL, which has been ongoing since FQPL1 formed five years ago. Yeah, I think it, it's, a, it's a big win as well, especially against, you know, bottom bottom of the league, Ipswich Knights as well. That, that could have been, you know, a big, a big upset. And, and look, that, that's a, a result they probably would drop points in. Uh, you know, in past seasons, but this is this is a good team, uh, Rochdale. I think you know they've they've got a very very good squad, a lot of experience uh, in that as well. And I think that they've they sort of the, the penny may have dropped with them. That you know that these are the games that they need to really focus on and make sure that they're you know, picking up maximum points. Because I think that's the first. I think it'll be the first objective for Rochdale is to wrap up promotion and then worry about everything else after it. Most certainly, that would no doubt be the goal to start with for Rochdale Rovers. And one side who are now probably playing for finals football, Adam South, Squids and Thunder, we thought they might be a promotion chance this year. They've dropped to fifth place on the table. Well, they've got they've played two extra games on teams around them on the table. So this loss today against Sunshine Coast Fire could be extra telling for them. Yeah, they could, uh, by the time everything levels up, they could be, seven, they could be in seventh. Um, which which would be a big shock because they obviously they're a team that you now have been perilously close uh, to being promoted. Any other year would have been promoted if if it wasn't for the one team up because of the you know numbers imbalance that had been caused by well say previous decisions. Uh, let's not go into any of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's say the better about the past. So, but uh, yeah, it looks like um, their bubble may have burst almost because uh, uh, yeah, if if Magpies Crusaders, you know, Sunshine Coast, they keep on they keep on winning games uh, and win the games in hand, yeah, they'll, they'll go right past Thunder. Absolutely, we'll leave the past in the past and we'll focus on the FQPL1 table where Rosedale Rovers hold a two-point lead over Redlands United, 36 points to 34. Then you go back to Western Pride on 24, Brisbane Strikers 23, Thunder 23, Magpies Crusaders 21, Suntown Coast Fire 20, Southside Eagles 16, Caboolture 15, Mitchelton 10, Nitwich Knights on 10. But Adam, it's the catch-up games in this league at both ends of the table that I think everyone's waiting to see the outcome of to see exactly where teams are at. Because there's plenty of teams who could push into a finals position and also teams at the bottom end who could find themselves in trouble based on the outcome of a couple of catch-up games. So those games are going to be absolutely crucial. Yeah, and the one team, we, we spoke about it earlier tonight when we were at, um, at Spencer Park, uh, that uh, the one team that really, I think, will be, be worried at the moment is Caboolture. I think they've 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 dropped like a stone um, from the start of the season. And I think, I don't, I don't think they've won in, they may have won one, maybe one game in their last 10. It's a, I have to have to uh, confirm what that number is, but uh, they, they, they were unbeaten for, 
for the longest period, and then Redlands uh, clean them up at home. Since then, they've um, they they they're seeing ninth at the moment, and again, both Ipswich Knights and um, and Mitchelton are probably in striking distance and probably playing you know better football at the moment than them. We'll get you to confirm that for us next week. In the meantime, we'll move on to the NPL Women's Competition. Adam, where there was a was almost a full round play, there was one game on Friday night between Morton Bay United and QAS, which was postponed. But the games which were played will start down on the Gold Coast, where there was a 2-1 win for Gold Coast United over Kapalabar, goals for Momo Hayashi and Bronte Rose in that one gave them a 2-1 win. Olympic had a 2-0 win at home against Sunshine Coast Wanderers. And Lions had a 5-0 win at home over South you know, two goals from Tierra Poe in that one. The young player making a real impact, Adam. Yeah, uh, there seems to be new uh, goal scorers all the time that are, are contributing. And it's funny enough, I actually said that to you, that uh, I thought Tiapo was going to score a couple of goals, and uh, lo and behold. So, uh, yeah, but uh, look, let, let's just talk about, like I said, maybe we'll just not talk about Lions this week. I think we all know uh, the score with them. But uh, look, uh, Gold Coast United's win over Kapalabar, that's a, that's a big win. Uh, for for Gold Coast, they're really starting to uh, make a move and charge up the ladder now. And uh, and yeah, look, uh, Mama Hayashi amongst the goal scorers as well. It sounds like that she's starting to uh, you know be her old self. Like we we thought we've said in the past that she's probably one of the, the best players in the league before you know a really bad knee injury. And uh, I think I think the return may be sort of complete because she's obviously now starting to dominate uh, games again. So we won't talk about too, but I will mention that she's making a new sign, generic Angela Verluas, so we'll have to wait and see what sort of impact she can make. I think she did play off the bench last night, so we'll have to wait and see. But with Gold Coast United, they have the, the, the three wins back-to-back for them has fired them right up into the top four. Yeah, and I think, again, I think uh, with... with... With Lions sort of dominating, uh, like I said, it, it compresses the rest of the table. And obviously, any teams that can certainly go string back-to-back wins or uh, you know, three wins or more, uh, they, they, obviously, they're, they're, they're um, going to rise. And on the other hand, uh, teams that, you know, that, that seem to sort of you know, drop points on a regular basis, they're, they're going to fall to the bottom. Uh, a big, big win for Olympic as well, I think, over Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Obviously, they they uh, have a cup fine a cup semi-final uh, this week to uh, to worry about. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, Olympic, uh, a, a, good, a good win for them. No doubt about that. And still looking at the table now. There's only three teams with positive goal difference. Adam Lyons on positive plus 31. Gold Coast United on a positive goal difference as well, as well as South United, who have a net zero goal difference. So plenty of teams perhaps suffering at the hands of life. I don't want to talk about it, but it does kind of underscore the fact that it's pretty even apart from that, apart from... The uh, team at the top. Yeah, but that's, that's the best way of looking at it. You know, obviously, Lions domination means that the rest of the, the rest of the league is pretty compressed at the moment. And again, the uh, nine points between second and ninth, thirteen points between first and second. No doubt about that. Looking at the table, it is of Lions twenty-seven, Eastern Suburbs fourteen, Capalabar thirteen, Gold Coast United ran out of top four on twelve. Also on twelve, uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers, South United on eleven, Olympic ten. QAS 6 and Morton Bay at the bottom of the table with a couple of games in hand on 5. We'll move on to the FQPL1 in the women's side. Adam, where we did catch the first half of the doubleheader out there at Trailba Park, and it was a two, a 3-1 win, I beg your pardon, for Brisbane City over Mitchelton. Uh, two goals from Kai Stephenson, one from Ashley Hummels, gave Brisbane City a well-deserved win. Tia McGarry with a goal not long after the halftime break for Mitchelton, but 
you'd have to say on the balance of chances that I saw, Adam, that Brisbane City were well-deserving of their win. Yeah, this is a very strange uh, game as far as the form lines go. I thought Mitchelton, Mitchelton had been in great form. Eight games unbeaten going into this game. Brisbane City, sort of that they're picking up the wins against teams lower than them, but they'll seem to be struggling to pick up against the teams around them. But uh, this was a very, very good win by Brisbane City. Going to Terralba Park, making the five-and-a-half-kilometre trip from Spencer Park. And uh, a vital three points as far as... Uh, as the race for second spot, I think uh, Peninsula Power seem to have a mortgage at the moment on on the uh, top of the league. But uh, but the race for the finals positions, uh, I think, in home field, home field for in the second in that second final, uh, that that's well and truly on. I think uh, with, with games in hand, Western Pride and uh, Brisbane City in, in third and fourth again, and with Mitchelton on, uh, I played fourteen the full fourteen games. Yes, 5.5 kilometres, but I reckon there'd be about about two dozen football clubs between in between those two, given how many clubs there seem to be in yeah, that. Two dozen traffic lights as well. Yeah, they probably use that too as well. But one thing that Brisbane City did do really well, and they did keep the gold bootleg to Kelly Poofroy very, very quiet on this occasion. They did, and I think that I think it was telling as well uh, with uh, with Steph Latham being deployed in a in the left back role. Uh, it's one thing that I sort of did notice watching watching this game live. But that uh, obviously, you know, a very very experienced player. Probably, you know, I think you know, it'd be fair to say that she is. You know, she would be capable of playing at a high level in 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 MPL, and uh, yeah, she she was uh, her experience was able to really sort of you know keep Kate Poufroy, um yeah, fairly quiet. I think I think I saw you know a couple of shots. One was, was and one was from very long range. So, so that 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 was that was a big win in itself. And uh, yeah, Kai Kai Stephenson, she's uh yeah she she had a very very good game game there scoring two goals. One was a virtual tap in. The other one was a uh, was a, a long range bomb. So uh, so yes, but uh, yeah, no big win for Brisbane City. I think they're, they're starting to show again, um, despite injuries as well. They've they've been absolutely cruel by injuries this season, uh, and uh, they're showing that there's still plenty of life left in that squad. They most certainly is after the game we cut with the coach Jimmy Hodgson and the manager Nathan Waygood. That's what they had to say after this. I picked up a three-one win over Mitchell, and we'll be back right after this. I'm joined by the coach of Brisbane City FQPL women's team. Uh, Jimmy Hodson and Major Nathan Waygood. Jimmy, for you first, a uh, big win tonight over um, Mitchelton, who are top 14. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought it was well-deserved. I think uh, we, we work really hard. We, we stuck to the game plan. Um, obviously, our, our coach uh, is away today, and Dave De Silva, um, and, and he really instilled us with some, some principles, and we made sure we followed through with that today. Obviously, uh, Nathan, was there was there a game plan? Obviously, as well. Uh, obviously, the big talk would have been Kelly Perfroy, you know, the golden boot leader at the moment, mm. to shut her down. Was that was that part of the game plan? Um, not particularly. It was more just to be aware of the players that are in your space and make sure that you don't give them time and space on the ball. And, and Kate, Katie's been brilliant all year, um, especially when people afford her time and space. So, look, if there was anything, it would have been just to make sure we managed that. Yep, uh, Jimmy, uh, obviously two goals from Kai Stevenson, but um, obviously uh, two pretty good goals, obviously different varying sort of degrees of difficulty. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she's a superb player. Uh, mm. 
if, if she's not the best player in the league, I don't know who is really. Um, and, and she has that X factor, and, and the more we can get out of her, the better. And um, if we get her in the right areas on the ball, we know she's always going to be dangerous. And uh, final question, uh, Nathan. Uh, obviously, uh, with uh, obviously getting back into the top four, in the top four, consolidate that position, is there obviously um, a push to go to go further up to try and perhaps get a home final? Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. We want to try and win as many games as we can. We, we believe we've got the talent in our list to do so. Um, we've just got to show up and play every week like we did tonight and we'll, we'll take on anyone. Yeah, oh, sorry, and finally, one more question um, just about the injuries. Uh, obviously, a couple more injuries. How, how's the toll at the moment on the team and squad? It's been pretty tough. It's been pretty tough, but we're, um, you know, we've got some good 23s that are coming through this year. Um, Mika, who played six tonight for us, wearing number eight, she uh, did a great job. She's our 23s captain, um, but she's showing that um, you know, when she, she steps up to first team, she's not, not out of her depth as well. So just got to rely on our depth and hopefully um, hang on as long as we can, and then a couple of those injuries will come back for us as well. Uh, thanks for your time, boys, and uh, congratulations on the win tonight. Thanks. Thanks, thanks, thanks you very much. <laughs> And thank you to Jimmy and Nathan for their time out there on Saturday afternoon. Adam, will we look at the rest of round number 14 in the FQPL1 women's, where Virginia United picked up a 2-0 win over Southwest Queensland Thunder and Peninsula Power. The league leaders had a 4-0 win over Logan Lightning, which does see Peninsula Power extend their lead at the top of the table, 32 points over Mitchelton, 28, Western Pride, 26, Brisbane City, 23, Virginia, 17, Southwest Queensland Thunder 9, Logan 6, and the gap on 2. So it does seem like the top 4 in this league, Adam, is pretty much cut and dry. Although maybe Virginia with a game in hand could make it interesting, but it does seem like those four sides are the best four sides in this league. Yeah, I think it was, it was fairly clear from you know, from a long way out that yeah, this is this is really a, a two-speed league as far as the top 4 and uh and the bottom 4. Absolutely. We'll have a quick look now at the FQPL2, or as we like to call it, the League of Goals, Adam, in this game. And there weren't too many goals this weekend, actually, in the FQPL2, were there? Yeah, I think uh, Surface Paradise, uh, I think they they only one goal uh, down at Lex Bell after the previous 10. So maybe they used up all their their goals. Um, they used up all their goals sort of uh, a week, a couple of weeks ago. Maybe they did. The games that were, they get in the games, the goal. The goal scores from the games that happened. Thuringa Rovers 2, Virginia United 1. Two goals from Hugh Zerko. Zerko, beg your pardon, gave them the win in that one. It was a 3-0 win on Saturday night for Wynnum Wolves away from home against Grange Thistle out there in that game. Magic United made the trip up to Wakeley Park and beat South United by two goals to nil in that one. Sanford Rangers 2, North Star 1. And as you mentioned, Service Paris Apollo 1, Holland Park Hawks nil. Coomera, Colts, and Albury Creek Excelsior was postponed due to the weather, Adam. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, that was yeah. Viney Park was uh, was uh, wasn't ready to go for Saturday, and I think that might be the reason why we didn't have many goals this round because uh, everyone's favourite you know, goal scorers in Coomera uh, there went went in action. So it wasn't raining, so it wasn't raining goals either. Mm. We'll have to see if the goals come back midweek, where there are plenty of games. We'll get to those in just a moment. Service Paris Apollo lead the league on 44 points ahead of Albany Creek, 32, Sanford 25, Holland Park Hawks 24, Wynnum Wolves 21, Magic 20, Grange Thistle 17, Turinga 16, North Star 15, South 14, Coomera 13, and Virginia 8. So, Adam, there are plenty of midweek games as well as games on the weekend as catch-up games, given 
next weekend there are well, there were no regularly scheduled league fixtures. There are, however, plenty of catch-up games in the next seven days. What which games um have caught your eye in terms of most significance around the leagues? Gee, so I'm 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 walking into I'm walking into a trap here because I think uh, you know what I'm what I'm going to say, and I think you refer to the same jokes made last week. But I whoops. never recycle jokes. <laughs> well, good. So I'll I'll say it without uh, any problem. Morton Bay and Gold Coast Knights at Walter Park next week. Massive, massive game uh, for both teams as far as the top four composition in MPL men's. I think that's that is the uh, pick of the games. Uh, I do believe, but uh, plenty, plenty, of ga- plenty of good games in MPL as well. Uh, maybe one that could be very interesting for in terms of result: uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers versus Olympic at Ballinger Park. That uh, Ballinger Park always seems to potentially, when the top teams come coming, don't come knocking. That uh, there's sometimes results that don't go to plan. I won't recycle my joke from last week as promised. I'll just refer the listeners to go back to that, to that and just basically copy and paste that here. But in terms of games, <laughs> I do agree with you about Sunshine Coast Wanderers. If Sunshine Coast Wanderers are going to make a push for the top four, this is a game which they probably have to win. The other game, which I think is a probably a must-win game, it's for Brisbane City travelling to the Brisbane Royal Academy next Sunday. They probably need the three points in that game as well. But there's plenty of intriguing matchups across the five leagues in the next seven days, Adam. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, probably the other game I sort of sk- skipped over that. Uh, yeah, Young Raw and Brisbane City. Brisbane City, they need to win. Um, they, they, they need to win. Um, at the moment, it, not only for the fact factors that they're sitting in that second relegation spot, uh, let's not draw too much attention to that. Uh, plenty has been said about that on social media. But, uh, but yeah, I think... I think uh, it, Important game for both teams. I think uh, I don't. I don't think it sits well with Brisbane Brisbane Royal Academy that they're sitting in 11th spot. And if they can uh, beat if they can beat Brisbane City, they'll at least go ahead in 10th and maybe uh, put some of the conjecture, you know, at least out of misery for this week. We will not talk about that situation anymore on this show. Instead, we will talk about our performance week. Adam, what do you have for us this week? Um, that's a good question actually, because uh, sort of. Uh, so there's been there's a few sort of stands out, but uh, look, I'm I am going to go. I'm gonna go with Rio Ino. I think that's a big goal, big goal, and a big game for um, Morton Morton Bay. I'm I'm showing my yellow and black colours probably a little too much tonight, but uh, yeah, no, look, that was a big goal, and uh, like I said, Morton Bay, you know, their season, you know, this could be the turnaround, you know, for their charge to the top four. Absolutely. I'm not even going to go into your Rio Ono pick because I think it's an absolutely fantastic pick, but I have joint winners, actually, Adam, so and it's not, and it's oh, two different ones. We have joint winners. For this, I will make an exception. <laughs> Tariq Hamad's goal for Rosa Rose against Ipswich Town yes. is clearly the goal of the week. It may very well be goal of the year. It takes, oh, something, yeah. it takes something special to beat that effort, an absolutely fantastic effort. I'm sure it'll be all over social media this week. But I also have to give credit to Jaden Bell for his penalty save for Ragpipe yep. against Mitchelton. I am always partial to a, um, goal, a goalkeeper coming off the bench who's not a goalkeeper and making a save. So I, I can't split those two for me. They are the performance of the week. 
Yeah, 35th minute of uh, Ipswich Knights versus Rochdale. If you want to see it for yourself, otherwise you can probably wait till Football Queensland plug li- absolute living hell out of it in their goal of the week. And look, I don't blame them because it was a very, very good goal. And look, when I when you when you alerted me to it, uh, yeah, look, I, I said no goal goal of the week definitely goal of the month probably, and it could even be the goal of the year. And I promise you, I'm not exaggerating on that. It is absolutely fantastic. Congratulations to Tariq for that finish, no doubt. But now, Adam, let's join me once again this week. Yeah, thanks, Goal. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. We'll be back next week to recap all the catch-up games. We'll talk to you again then.